Good morning, everyone. Please turn with me to Psalm 112. Psalm 112. This psalm lists many things that anyone should want or aim to attain practically and spiritually. David had all of these things. He was a very successful king who did many exploits and military conquests, giving him many riches, wealth, and fame. This man was also the man after God's own heart, and that was a much better trait to put on his resume. This man is opening up that heart in his journal to tell us how to attain what we want most in life and what a man looks like who fears the Lord. Wonderful. So please follow along with me as I read this. Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighteth greatly in his commandments. His seed shall be mighty upon earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Wealth and riches shall be in his house, and his righteousness endureth forever. Unto the upright there ariseth light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. A good man showeth favor and lendeth. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Surely he shall not be moved forever. The righteous shall be in everlasting remembrance. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He shall not be afraid until he see his desire upon his enemies. He hath dispersed. He hath given to the poor. His righteousness endureth forever. His horn shall shall be exalted with honor. The wicked shall see it and be grieved. And he shall gnash with his teeth and melts away the desire of the wicked. Excuse me. Melts away. The desire of the wicked shall perish. Amen. Verse 1. Praise ye the Lord. This exhortation is never given too often. If you didn't know that, then you don't read the Psalms very much. The Lord always deserves praise. We ought to always render it. We are frequent to forget it. And it should always stir us up to do it. This exhortation is addressed to all thoughtful persons who observe the way and manner of life of men that fear the Lord. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, the Lord shall have all the glory of it, for we are his workmanship. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord. Wisdom is a blessing from God, right? Yes. Well, in the previous chapter, in the last verse, it reads, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and good understanding have all they that do his commandments. A man who fears the Lord has begun to be wise, and wisdom has brought him present happiness and secured him in future joy. Jehovah is so great that he can be feared and and had in reverence of all them that are round about him, and at the same time is so infinitely good that that fear is sweetened into love, favor, and blessings listed in this chapter. Starting with verse 2, which reads, His seed shall be mighty upon earth, the generation of the upright shall be blessed. Wow, what a blessing. Something that everyone in here wants or has wanted before the Lord blessed them with it. But if you don't fear the Lord, why would he bless you with children or grandchildren or even a spouse? Generally, more responsibilities don't help with the few responsibilities that you might be neglecting. But moving on from that, a great cross-reference to this verse is Psalm 128. And although it's short, I'll only read a few verses from it. Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord, that walketh in his ways. For thou shalt either labor thine hands. Happy shalt thou be, and it shall be well with thee. Thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine by the sides of thine house, thy children like olive plants round about thy table. Behold, that thus shall the man be blessed that feareth the Lord. 
So if you want a spouse, if you want children one day, the Lord promises to bless those who fear him and desire to praise him. If the Lord hasn't given you those blessings yet, prepare yourself for when he does. Be patient, love the brotherhood, be joyful. And of course, take action and do your own due diligence. Abraham didn't wait for God to bring Rebekah down through the clouds to, for, to be Isaac's wife. And Naomi didn't tell Ruth to wait for Boaz to slam down the door and take her off into the sunset. We are not fatalistic. We do our part and wait for God to do the rest. And the last point I'm going to make from this verse, if, he, if the Lord hasn't blessed you with a spouse or children, what, or if he has already, what are you doing with that blessing? You've been given a talent, a pound. What, are you turning into something greater? Do you have the best children in this church? Do they praise God the most? Are they the most well-behaved? And do they have the best reputation? Do you have the best marriage? Are you a power couple? Do you love each other the same or better than when you first were married? This is a blessing for the Lord. What are you doing with it? Right. Verse 3. Excuse me. Wealth and riches shall be in his house, and his righteousness endureth forever. Now, we're not materialistic. We know that we lose all things when we die, and that they might be passed off to a fool. But what a great God we serve who allows us to plant our farms in Babylon and find wealth and riches. Yes. We are not commanded to sell our goods and pray in monasteries for the rest of our lives. Thank you, Lord. Also, realize that anyone can find success in this world if they have the right work ethic and discipline. But how blessed are we that while we can work and have a great business trajectory, we can also have favor in the eyes of God on our side yes. to connect the dots or by closing and opening doors that we didn't even think of. It has happened countless times in this church and in the Bible. Think of Joseph. Was that a good business trajectory? <laughs> Going from prisoner of a nation to second in command of the nation in the same day. So do you want riches? Do you want honor? By humility and fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. Proverbs 22, 4. The second half of this verse, his righteousness endureth forever. If you choose the fear of the Lord first and foremost and continue with that choice, Prosperity does not destroy the righteousness in your life. We are able to have the best of both worlds. Yes. One where we are walking with God and his son and have the hope of eternal life and a surety of heaven. Yes. And the other where we're enjoying the earthly things the Lord's blessed us with for the praise of God and the service of his people. Amen. Verse 4, under the upright there ariseth light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. There is darkness everywhere we go. This church is one place where we can get away from the things distracting us in this world. But are you the light that rises up in the darkness of the world? Also, do people know that you are a Christian without you virtual signaling to them? <laughs> Normally, if you have to tell someone you're a Christian to let them know that about you, then you're probably not acting like one. Because a true Christian will show his or her compassion, graciousness, and righteousness. Right. Now, for time's sake, I'm, I'm going to pass over most of 5 through 9 which are continued blessings and characteristics of a man who fears the Lord. And I'll go into verse 10. But before I do that, I wanted to uh, go over one point that made me even think of this psalm from verse 7, which reads, He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. Amen. Now, what has happened in our country this past week, or what may or may not happen in the next few weeks, is completely irrelevant to bring up. But I ask you, is your heart fixed, and are you trusting in God Amen. through all the evil tidings or yes, evil news in our country, in our earthly country? Yes. 
That is the evidence of whether you fear God or not. Amen. Verse 10. This is a complete contrast of the first nine verses that came before it. The wicked shall see it and be grieved. He shall gnash with his teeth and melt away. The desire of the wicked shall perish. You have before you a curse and a blessing. You have a man who fears God, and you have the belly worshiper. Vanity and vexation of spirits is the best that the wicked can attain. The desire of the wicked shall perish. They put their trust in their 401ks and in their annual salaries, but we trust in the Most High God, who allows us to live cheerful lives in this world and promises us mansions in the world to come. I personally would just take a tent in Africa with no water if only we would see Jesus. If you can take anything away from me today, I wish it would be this. Is the fear of the Lord in your hearts? Is it your greatest desire to fear, to delight yourself in the Lord and to praise Him? You have a talent in your hand. You have a pound. What are you going to do with it? Choose ye this day. Which verse are you going to be in? Will you seize the heavenly and earthly pleasures of joy and serving God, or will you serve your own belly and never be fulfilled? You know the sin that easily besets you, and if you don't, pray that the Lord would open your eyes to presumptuous sins. We know that there's a giant a hundred yards away, but are we going to be bold, courageous, and strong enough to face it? This book is filled with stones. Are you going to search for them? Are you going to use them? Is there not a cause? The song we're about to sing, we're going to sing about that cause in 292 in the Burgundy.